This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Hi, and welcome to Green Talk, a podcast series from GreenLivingIdeas.com. Green Talk helps listeners in their efforts to lead more eco-friendly lifestyles through interviews with top vendors, authors, and experts from around the world. We discuss the critical issues facing the global environment today, as well as the technologies, products, and practices that you can employ to go greener in every area of your life. Hey everyone, this is Sean Daly with Green Talk Radio and GreenLivingIdeas.com. I'd like to first say before we start today's episode, I would like to thank everyone for voting for Green Talk Radio at the Podcast Awards at podcastawards.com. I'm recording this before the voting has closed, so I don't know if we've won or not. But either way, we really appreciate you guys taking the time to vote for us and your support of the show. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about eco-fashion and the new styles of business models out there that are springing up across the country from young entrepreneurs or ecopreneurs as they're called. Fashion is big business, and the business of eco-fashion is no exception. With everyone from the big brands to mom-and-pop shops getting into sustainable fashion, there's significant competition, which reflects significant consumer demand for more eco-conscious manufacturers and products from today's younger generation. One of the more interesting companies competing in this space was the brainchild of two enterprising young college students who also happened to be pre-med students attending the University of Missouri, or Missouri, depending on where you are in the country. The two have created a unique and interesting campus-inspired green business model that has garnered national attention and is representative of the avant-garde sustainable business models that are springing up across the nation. Daniel Lyons and Jack Short are the co-founders of FactoryGreen.com, an online purveyor of eco-friendly apparel, accessories, and apartment wares for the younger generation. Both Daniel and Jack are pre-med undergraduates at the University of Missouri-Columbia and will be attending the University of Missouri School of Medicine in the fall of 2009. With their passion for sustainability and a green lifestyle, the 2C Factory Green is the feature of young casual fashion. Factory Green's carbon-neutral apparel was designed by university fashion students, and every aspect of the company is run by undergrad and grad students from the university. Their clothing has been embraced by environmental retailers and customers the world over and are currently found in numerous eco-boutiques, both in the U.S. and abroad. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. Hey, Sean. Great to be here. Great to be on the show, Sean. It's great to have you. So ultimately, what's most interesting to me, at least, uh, about businesses like Factory Green is the story that goes behind the business. So I'm curious if you would tell me about and our listeners about how you guys first met and uh, when the idea of putting this business together was first conceived, how that happened. Well, sure. Well, uh, Daniel Lyons and I actually have known each other since we were about eight years old. Uh, We lived across the street from our uh, house in Kansas City. And we really started Factory Green as the result of uh, me spending time abroad in the UK and Daniel spending time abroad in various European capitals in uh, 2007. I lived over there for five months and so really got to see kind of the green movement and the uh, eco-friendly aspects in a real living sense. And it wasn't just a fad or a trend. It was really a lifestyle that was being embraced and people were absolutely taking it by storm. And so our idea was to bring some of that enthusiasm back to Columbia, Missouri. Well, then we figured out, why can't we just bring this to the country and to the world? Because we saw that the youth really needed an outlet for the eco-friendly movement. And what better way to do that than through fashion, something that people are already heavily involved with to begin with. 
And I would love to tell you that it was just some kind of epiphany light bulb moment, but it was probably the result of youthful hijinks and drunken debauchery that this idea came around. <laughs> well, some of the best ideas I, I imagine uh, are developed that way, so that's not necessarily a bad thing. So, <laughs> so this wasn't just a way to pay for med school. This was something that was personally motivated through your, your, from your personal ethos and your experience then. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Jack and I, uh, you know, we've been environmentalists for a long time. Uh, we're both science geeks here, so you know the uh, the uh, the whole climate change and and uh, environmental problems really are, are of interest to us. And, and you know our time abroad really got us um, excited about the possibilities of uh, bringing the green movement to to a younger generation. And, and so that's what we've been working on uh, ever since we launched uh, last May. I'm interested about the climate there, uh, no pun intended, uh, at the University of Missouri with regards to the sustainability or green movement on campus. Is that a very strong movement there? Or are you guys somewhat unique? Yeah, in the last year, it has just grown exponentially. There's even a campus organization that's called Sustain Mizzou that has over 100 active members. And there's even talk about, uh, of course, creating sustainability advisors, all kinds of things like that. However, really at Mizzou, it is taken off in the last year. People are really thinking about their carbon footprint. Uh, university curators are really trying to emphasize conservation. So it's really a perfect environment for us to thrive in. And all the people we've talked to, the students have been super enthusiastic about what we're doing. Now, how have you gotten other students involved in this project? Uh, begging and borrowing. <laughs> But, uh, you know, people, people are excited, you know, here at the university, um, you know, people want real world experience uh, in terms of, uh, uh, you know, getting out there and, and really making a difference. And so, you know, we, we, we bring on board, uh, you know, the best and the brightest students um, from every department at the university, everything from uh, fashion to, to journalism to marketing to advertising um, all over. Wow. And how many students are, are currently involved or how many employees do you have working in the business? Well, we have uh, 15 students that are currently involved, and everyone in our business is under the age of 23, with the exception of our old lawyers, of course. Okay, and so then tell me about the day-to-day operations of the business. How are these various people and yourselves, uh, what are you doing? Um, Are you working together in one large room somewhere on campus? Or tell us, describe sort of the business and how it operates. Well, we have lots of beer meetings, Sean. But, uh, <laughs> well, you know, we, we, we meet uh, weekly as, as a large group um, and, and usually individually almost every day. Um, so, you know, each person really is working on, on a different aspect from, uh, you know, getting, getting our company name out there, uh, Factory Green, uh, you know, virally uh, throughout Columbia and on campus. Uh, we've got people who work on our blog who, um, who are really uh, in terms of sales and getting our name out there online. And also we have people from the fashion school doing various new designs for us. We have graphic designers. We have the marketing professors doing, uh, having their classes do marketing profiles and outlooks for our company. So we've really gotten the entire campus involved. And we've gotten a lot of people energized by the green movement. And hopefully that has a real trickle-down effect in their daily lives. Interesting. So how has the school responded to this? Is the school itself uh, acknowledging of this business and and or supportive of it? Well, they haven't gave us free tuition, so we're going to assume that they're not quite interested yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe that'll come in year two. Yeah, well, the school really is, it's really taking on board a lot of these initiatives, and they've really been supportive of us. For example, um, our university bookstore is carrying our line now, and we're doing a whole uh, University of Missouri apparel line to be featured in time for the homecoming games. So it's really a thing where 
the university culture has embraced us, and we're going to be spreading that out to other Big 12 schools and across the country as well. And one of the great aspects is that being an online company, we can really reach anyone and everyone. So we're really enthusiastic about that and about getting other people on board as well. Have you seen... Uh, an inspired effect with other students where other students are, you know, having been inspired by this business model, have either started similar businesses either on the University of Missouri campus or at other schools that you're aware of? Uh, you know, not that we're, that we're aware of in terms of inspiring people to, uh, to start their own businesses, but, um, you know, through, through giving uh, presentations on campus um, and at other universities, uh, you know, you really see uh, some light bulbs going off in people's heads. You know, they're, they're, you know, excited to know that there are there are people out there, there are students just like them, um, who are really really uh, uh, latching onto the green movement and, and working to uh, to spread that out to uh, to the younger generation. Okay, well, let's talk about some of the specifics of the business and your products. I'd like to hear more about that. First of all, I was wondering about how you guys locate and evaluate the suppliers you're working with. Well, there's a whole lot of people doing green things out there, and one of the paramounts to Factory Green is that you can't just slap a label on it and call it eco-friendly. So what we do is we actually, through the blog community and through other means, we just go through and we find the stuff that's interesting, find what people are talking about, and then we go through the process and talking with these manufacturers, is your stuff as good as you say it is? And if it passes all those muster tests, well, then we put it towards our friends and our colleagues here at the university, and we see if people like it, and that's the number one indicator, because we're surrounded by our own demographic. And for example, for our, um, for our t-shirts, we didn't want to just do regular organic cotton. We wanted to take it a step further. And so with our shirts, they're all 100% low impact organic cotton. However, they're also manufactured solely on wind and solar power, all by fair trade workers. So it's really the best the market can offer right now. Okay. So tell us about some of your major sustainable product lines, maybe some of the ones that are more popular uh, and, and why you chose those particular products for inclusion. Uh, you know, our most uh, our most popular right now is is our apparel. You know, people love our shirts. Uh, you know, it seems like almost everybody on campus has got a shirt. Um, but we're you know we're branching out uh, in in terms of uh, eco boutiques all over the world. But you know, also aside from our apparel lines, you know, we offer uh, some great accessories and and, and housewares, um, all of which are, are either recycled or sustainable uh, in in some way or another. Um, but you know, what's really important is that you know everything that's on the site. Uh, is is what you would see your average 20, 22-year-old college student having either in their dorm or their apartment or, or wearing. Um, you know, we're not we're not a company that that is trying to um, target the the Hollywood elite, if you will. You know, we're we have those products that are that are cool that that you can have and and live and wear. Um, you know, every day. So the target market is really focused around the campus crowd or or the age equivalent. Is that accurate? I would say the age equivalent as well, absolutely. It's really stuff that uh, we ourselves love and that our friends love and that hopefully everyone else likes as well. And judging by what people have been saying on the blogs and our success, I would say that people have been a pretty big fan so far. So now I know marketing is everything in business, getting the word out. How has that been for you guys? What, you know, what kind of marketing budget do you have to compete against some of the other companies that are in this space? And, and have you, has the internet been a big part of that? 
Well, that's just the thing. Uh, our marketing budget is so little, it's absolutely hilarious. But the great thing about the internet is that you don't need to be the big guy in order to make a big difference. We're, we're a small student-run company, and we're already just having a huge splash in the market here. And so what we've really been fortunate is a lot of the blogging community has gone absolutely nuts over Factory Green and also kind of the ideals that we represent. I think it's a company with a mission, and that's great. And it's a company with a mission that's run by the young generation for the young generation. That's just the icing on the cake right there. So it's really a combination of that viral marketing, that uh, blog, blogosphere, if you will. And also we, of course, have a little bit of ads on Facebook and Google, you know, like every online company has to. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I wonder, has Facebook, I'm imagining that Facebook might be a little bit more uh, successful for you guys than it has been for your average sort of Joe corporation uh, because of the Facebook's relevance to the target demographic that you have. Uh, I know that a lot of businesses have, have sort of haven't found their footing on Facebook. Has that been a successful platform for you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you get uh, the, the bigger corporations and, and the older people who try and put their company on Facebook and they really just kind of seem like imposters a little bit, you know, because Facebook, it, it is for the younger generation. And so, you know, people really, uh, you know, embrace our company because we are a student run company. And so um, being able to market ourselves um, um, on Facebook has really, really been successful for us. We That's also great. have a Facebook group and a Facebook page that has really helped uh, keep people informed as to what we're up to because we can kind of move a little bit fast. And like you said, these other corporations just put ads up on Facebook because they heard about Facebook probably from their teenage daughter. Well, <laughs> right. we're kind of standing out from that crowd. Right. Yeah. I think that it's, they feel it's obligatory. They hire a young uh, marketing intern and they say, hey, we have to be on you know, all of these different sites. And, and then they sort of don't keep it up and it just sort of sits there and it looks a little bit um, disingenuous, as it were. Exactly. Uh, do it. So, well, I have a few more questions for you guys. I'm fascinated by the discussion and hearing about this business. Uh, we'll be right back after a short break. My guests today are Daniel Lyons and Jack Short. They're both pre-med students at the University of Missouri-Columbia and they're the co-founders of Factory Green. Green, an online purveyor of eco-friendly apparel, accessories, and apartment wares targeted towards the younger generation. We'll be right back on Green Talk Radio. Thanks, everybody. Hey, everyone. We're back on Green Talk Radio. This is Sean Daly. We're talking today on eco-fashion and new business models from young ecopreneurs. We're talking today with Daniel Lyons and Jack Short, who are the co-founders of FactoryGreen.com and also two pre-med students at the University of Missouri who are employing their knowledge from being on-campus students as well as the actually university resources and students themselves to build a new style of business. They're an online purveyor of eco-friendly apparel, accessories, and apartment wares for the younger generation. Gentlemen, we were talking before the break about the business model and how you guys first met and came up about doing all of this uh, and, and sort of about the structure of the business, picking suppliers and, and the products and so forth. I'd like to ask you a little bit about from your on-campus vantage point, what is it that the younger environmentally aware crowd is wanting these days, both in terms of fashion as well as from the brands that they're purchasing? Yeah, absolutely, Sean. You know, the, the younger generation, uh, our generation, they want to go green without having to sacrifice, you know, style, fashion, or comfort. Um, you know, that, that whole Spartan idea 
um, doesn't really fly with the uh, with the young crowd. So, you know, the whole goal of Factory Green is to provide you know the the apparel that's a little little edgier, a little different, something that you're not going to see um, um, elsewhere. Kind of got a bit of a, an urban outfitters feel to it. Um, and you know, our our company really is looking to break that stereotype that to go green means that you have to you know give things up, you have to sacrifice, you have to um, you know sort of live live that hippie stereotype lifestyle. So um, that's those are the stereotypes we're trying to break, and, and I think that we're doing that very well with, with the clothing that we offer. Absolutely. We have a focus on kind of the edgy apparel that really strives to make a statement because no one has ever made a difference by doing the normal thing. So we're trying to really break down some of those boundaries, create a new mechanism for people to express themselves, and also to hopefully serve as a vector for change. Yeah, it seems that there's been several waves of this movement where we had the first wave was sort of the, I don't know, hippie-ish clothing that people uh, didn't, there wasn't as much consciousness around the fashion element, but rather that it was sustainably manufactured and sourced right. and there was fair trade involved and things like that, which is good. But but then there was sort of then the, the hipper sort of Manhattan, Manhattan crowd and, and European and the Paris crowd and people like that are starting to say, okay, well, we get that too. We're there too. Um, but we also want to make sure that this stuff looks good and feels good and is something that people want to wear and has, uh, you know, fashion appeal. Um, and it yeah. seems like, but, th- but there's also obviously price tolerances. So it seems like there's also room for something in the middle where it's, it's everyday wear. Uh, and I know you guys started with t-shirts, which are always wildly popular on, on campus. Uh, how much of your business is still the t-shirt business versus maybe some of the more haute couture <laughs> type items? Well, the majority of our business actually comes from the apparel. And like you said, the biggest seller of that is the t-shirts. And there's a couple of reasons behind that. Uh, one of them is that they're just incredibly soft. The organic cotton, before I started this up, I really didn't know the difference. But now that I've seen it and worn it, man, I can tell you it's just great. And it's it's really nice to know that you're helping to, you know, make a difference and it's all fair trade as well, like you said. But also, you know, it is something that's a little bit more Manhattan style, like you might say. And so it's really uh, something that can appeal to everyone. So I'm curious, in starting this from a business standpoint, why did you guys pick just to sp- focus specifically on this demographic, the 18 to 30 crowd? Is it because that you know that's what you understand where you're coming from, or did you feel that even from a business standpoint that that was really uh, the best place to be? Well, you know, Sean, the answer is both. You know, Jack and I know ourselves, and we know our generation. So um, that's really that's what we're uh, you know all about. And also from a business standpoint, you know, there's nobody else really doing that out there. There's other green companies out there that are, um, you know, either selling inferior products or they're selling products that, um, you know, really target uh, the older crowd, the, you know, your mom and dad. Uh, that's not what factory green is. We're not, uh, we're or, not- or, or me in this case, <laughs> I'm 40, <laughs> hey, you know, not, I can't believe I'm that guy, but it's okay. We're not hating. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> no, no, we get, we get lots of business from, from the older crowd, but you know, our, everything that we do is, is targeted and geared towards, um, you know, what, what our friends like and, and the people around us. And, and that is, the, that's the younger crowd. Cool. Now I know that a portion of factory greens profits are going to a United Nations charity called water for life, uh, which I understand works to provide safe drinking water and sanitation in developing countries. Can you tell us a little bit about that relationship? Well, the relationship is Jay Z is the spokesman, and we just kind of fell into line after he told us to. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> in, all, in all serious, though, um, 
water is the number one necessity for life. And there's over a billion people on the planet that don't have access to clean water. And we as a bunch of pre-med geeks think that that is absolutely ridiculous because it's one of the things that has greatly improved healthcare over the past century. And so we want to work to provide those clean water initiatives to the developing world. And this UN Water for Life campaign has designated 2005 to 2015 as the decade for life. And so we really want to get on board with that program. So a portion of all of our proceeds are going to those initiatives. So how are things going so far? Are you guys doing well? Are you profitable? Oh, we're kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> great. Well, That's great. Are you releasing any figures or, or just sort of generically, you know, leaving it there for now? We're going to dance around that question, but we're going to okay. say that we're doing uh, very well business wise. It's, it's been a, it's been an excellent ride for us. We've been over a hundred thousand dollars. So for a student company and, say, you know, the first six months of business, that's not too bad. And we're hoping just to grow internationally as well. Well, that's great. Well, I mean, being in the black in any way, shape or form in this economic climate and in the industry that you're in, which is highly competitive, as I said in the introduction, um, is, is quite something. Um, and, and, you know, there have been companies, I'm curious, you know, there's been companies like now, which it was been an interesting story to follow because they came onto the scene, uh, a bunch of people, I believe from Patagonia and some of the other companies that were right. formerly there started the company bun guns, buns glazing. No, that would be guns blazing. <laughs> I don't know about their buns, but their guns are blazing. <laughs> what kind of a radio show is this? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. We, we changed our rating recently. We're, we're mature audiences only now. <laughs> so they came out onto the scene and they were getting all the marketing hype and everything going, and then they went out of business pretty quickly to to many people's shock and dismay. And then, sort of as a phoenix from the ashes, rose again, and they're back in business. Um, seeing stories like that, does that make you nervous, or does that even affect you in any way? Well, we kind of want to avoid the ashes part, but uh, we hope to just keep rising. And so, you know, as hearing some of those stories, yeah. But at the same time, it shows kind of a shift in public thought towards this green and eco-friendly lifestyle. And some people have been calling it a fad for like the last two years, but it's still sticking around and gaining momentum. We think it's here to stay and we're banking on that fact. Great. Well, thank you both so much for coming on the program and talking with us today. It's a fascinating story and we certainly wish you much continued success in the future with factorygreen.com. Thanks a lot, Sean. Cheers. And for those of you listening in today who are interested in today's topic, I encourage you to go to the greenlivingideas.com website under the topics menu under both clothing and fashion as well as the business section to find more articles and other interviews that I've done with ecopreneurs on these topics. Thanks everyone as always for listening in to Green Talk Radio. We'll see you next time. Thanks as always to everyone listening in today. Remember, for more free on-demand podcasts, articles, videos, and other information related to living a greener lifestyle, visit our website at www.greenlivingideas.com. We'd also love to hear your comments, feedback, and questions. Send us an email at editors at greenlivingideas.com. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.